Today's episode of Beyond the Rut is sponsored by Capshow, which is the ultimate AI content marketer for entrepreneurs who podcast, vlog, or live stream like yours truly. Stay tuned throughout this episode to discover more ways you can use Capshow for your content. For now, let's get straight into the episode. We have to just be who you are and people will either accept you or, or not, uh, but at least you accept yourself. Welcome to episode 149 of Beyond the Rut, the weekly podcast about inspiring and equipping you to make your own path and live the life you've always dreamed of beyond the rut. I'm your host, Jerry Dugan, and in just a moment, Pastor Oscar Banks is going to join us as we talk about how to be authentic as a man in today's world. That's right. He's going to share with us his story of growing up without a father, the father figures in his life, how he took all those lessons learned and answered a calling to be in ministry. And from there, we talk about some of the common pitfalls that he has seen men fall into, that he himself has fallen into from time to time. And then from there, how do you as a man live an authentic life in today's world where we're expected to live up to certain machismo characteristics and so on? So how do you get the most out of life? How do you get to live that authentically happy life? Here we go. Hey, Oscar. Good to have you on the show. How are you doing today? Man, doing good, brother. What's going down? Awesome. How are things on your side of Corpus Christi? Oh, man. Things on this side are uh, uh, exciting. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) With two, uh, I think with with two kids, uh, two and four, uh, life will always be exciting. There's no dull, no dull moments. And one of them right now is a little under the weather, uh, if... Yeah, yeah. I think any anyone with children knows that uh, you know, poop can be a major issue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, if can I say that on the yeah. on, on oh, the yeah. podcast? Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so and so the wife is taking care of uh, uh, of my son who's having some technical difficulties, um, and uh, and and we know that he'll be all right. Yeah, yeah. it's like the bumper sticker <laughs> says, right? Poop happens. Uh, Poop happens, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we try to self-censor as best we can on this show, but if not, I've got, I've got a button that tones that out just in case. So, uh, yeah, if you're if you're that kind of a bold pastor, then yeah, we got a button for you. It's okay. Done, done, good. All right. <laughs> in fact, I might take clips of this conversation for April Fool's Day. Just do unnecessary censorship <laughs> and do that with a bunch of our guests. You know what? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm going to do that. <laughs> done, done. You need to write that down. Make there sure that go. that's on the list. Yeah. Uh, now, the the reason why I wanted you to be on our show is, uh, well, one, you've got this really cool voice. And so I'm like, yeah, we got to have that voice because, you know, it's just an awesome voice. But also, I mean, you're a pastor of a church. You're very passionate about inspiring people to live their fullest life. And, and of course, the angle you're going with is for God's glory. Uh, but there's, you know, a benefit for us when we're living for something bigger. I kind of want to like get your whole life story squeezed into like four minutes, which you know nobody yeah. can do that. I guess we'll just back up a few years. Like, how did you wind up in the ministry? Like, what was it that uh, led you yeah. to become a pastor and and you know become a pastor of the church where you are today? It's hard to just go back a few years, uh, but I am going to try to squeeze it into. <laughs> I'll go better. I'll do three minutes. Let's oh. go three minutes. I'm looking at the clock. We'll we're, we're go, gonna, later uh, on the show, we're going to get some tunes and as few notes as possible too. So no, I'm kidding. done, done. <laughs> Uh, well, you know, I was I was raised uh, in the church. You know, the youngest of four, uh, um, single parent home, and and as far as manhood goes, uh, not having a father in my household, uh, but carrying my father's name. So I'm Oscar Eugene Banks the fourth. 
Um, and so that's a hard thing to do. You know, that's a that's a heavy mantle. Uh, but it was the strong men in the church that, you know, would come to my school when I got in trouble and uh, we, we had to do, you know, knuckle push ups uh, uh, out on the parking lot. And, uh, you know, and so the men of the faith, the men of the church mm-hmm. were the men who really helped me to become, uh, I believe, the man that I am now. Uh, and so, you know, so when it came to ministry, I think I I felt a call to ministry uh, probably when I was 12 years old and I would I would preach to empty pews, man. I would just be in a in a in, a, in our children's chapel just preaching to empty pews and and knowing that there was something there for me. But then when I got to college, you know, I pledged a fraternity uh, cap off a sigh and and I just felt that I've given God my whole life. So now let me have my own space. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I and I would say that I ran from that call and, and really dove into uh, being a man of the world and in, enjoying, you know, I guess, sowing my royal oats, as they would say, mm-hmm. and just being out there uh, and enjoying life and being popular and that sort of thing until I had an experience with God and, and ultimately calling me back to my center, calling me back to who I was supposed to be. And so right after undergrad, I entered seminary and, and got my Master of Divinity and started a church in 2012 in Indianapolis, Indiana. And, and after doing that for a few years, kind of burned myself out uh, in ministry and, and left for a year and then got back in in 2016. And that's when I got the call to come back to come and pastor this church here in Corpus Christi called South Shore uh, Christian Church. And so it's it's been a major journey uh, in my life. I guess God has, you know, God has always been there. But I have not always been there for God, uh, and that's just that's just how life goes sometimes. Yeah, it's funny how yeah. he's the constant there when you look back oh, at the relationship. Yeah, uh, I'm curious, yeah. what was your major when you were an undergrad? Uh, so, in undergrad, I did education. Okay. Uh, yeah, I wanted to be a teacher. I wanted to uh, to inspire young minds and to do that. And God had a different plan. Yeah. <laughs> Like, how to inspire. I see those uh, talents that are in you. I've got other plans. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, now, if you don't mind me asking, what was that experience that you had that made you realize, oh, wait, I, I got away from the calling that I had, I had in my heart at 12 years old. Let me return to that. Well, it's kind of interesting because um, all through college, it's weird. And this this is going to sound very weird. But, oh, yeah. But even before I went to to parties or before I went to hang out with this girl or before I did this or did that, I would pray that, you know, God, you know, protect me as I go into this space, you know, protect me as I go here, protect me even as I smoke this weed, you know what I mean? Protect mm-hmm. me that I, that my, I don't lose my mind uh, while I'm doing these things. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it's so weird, right? Yeah. Like, like I know God is always there. So regardless if I'm sinning or not sinning, all I'm asking for is God to protect me even in my sin. Yeah. And and that's a that's a weird prayer to pray, but that was my faith. I just knew that I could take him everywhere I went. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but it was it was at one party, uh, I was at an undergrad and I finished pledging my fraternity and you know, had gotten into some popularity and, and as I was intoxicated, I went to the restroom and had washed my face off and looked in the mirror. And it was as God was talking through me to me. And he said, you know, I've given you everything that you've asked for. And now I'm asking you to give me back what I've given you. And he said that if you don't, I will turn you over to yourself. Oh, wow. 
and that just blew my mind. I left the party. I walked home. You know, I, I emailed my bishop like that same night. You know, I emailed my, my, my pastor and, and told him what the experience was. And I was ready to drop out of school and just go to a Bible college and just kind of, you know, almost go the monk route in order to <laughs> uh, to to do what God has called me to do. And then my, my pastor told me, no, you know, finish your secular education. Calm down. What you had is called a, a, a God moment, which is a wake up call, a clarion wake up call. And it just got me back in the in the right direction. Um, and so I finished education, but uh, it was weird because I, I went from hanging out and doing all of that. I went to the complete opposite side where I became like this judgmental Christian, Yeah, you know, it, it, telling folks how they're going to hell, but, you know, <laughs> and all of those things. And so I went that far extreme side. <laughs> Which is what we're known uh, and, for in the U.S. He, is becoming that judgmental Christian. Like, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it's so God, you know. Uh, through that period of time, God brought me back to an understanding of his grace, an understanding of his love. And that became my my hallmark is is uh, just understanding that that it's all about the love. It's not about uh, the judgment. It's not about the condemnation. Uh, and, and I learned that because he didn't do that to me. But he showed me love. He showed me grace. He showed me how much he was with me, even in the midst of my craziness. And I just I. I so that's the message that I that I carry now is that uh, it's all about the love, bro. What's the um, most common thing you run into among men who struggle in life? You know, because I mean, you're a pastor, so they, I'm sure they come to you, and you don't have to drop names, of course, because you know they spoke with you in confidence. But what, what's a common theme you see? I'm gonna drop them down. No, <laughs> well, there's this guy. He lives on Fifth Street, and yeah, okay, no. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Since um, <laughs> in the seventh row. This guy, named, this guy Jerry, I tell you what. Uh, <laughs> We're waking up. I can't hear you. Uh, no. <laughs> Hit the mute button. <laughs> so yeah. Isn't that button I talked about earlier? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but what it is is, I think the the most common thing across board is that we try to live these compartmentalized lives. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, where we have our work life here, we have our marriage life here, we have our church life here. Uh, we have our friend friend life here, and we try to keep them separated. But what that really is doing is that it's causing us to have a separated mindset. And so we we have one mindset with our wife, and one mindset with our boss, and one mindset with our children, and one mindset with our friends, and it causes us to live really inside of ourselves, and we become more confused. And so the struggles that we have, we try to hide them. And we try to, you know, show our manhood and beat our chest and that sort of thing uh, in certain areas, even though we're hurting and we're confused and we just want to tell people, this is who I am. You know, Mm -hmm. these are my struggles. But I think as men, we don't have those outlets uh, oftentimes Uh, when we're with our boys, when we're with our guys, you know, it's more about sports and it's about, you know, how crazy marriage life is. But we don't talk about the struggles that we have in marriage life. We just say, oh, yeah, your wife is nagging you or or this or that versus saying, Hey man, I'm struggling with this pornography thing, man. And, and, and it's causing a rift between my marriage and mm-hmm. uh, man, I'm struggling because, you know, I love my wife, but I don't feel like that I can express to her how I really feel. I wish that, that we could spend more time with just us two and not with the kids so much, but she won't, you know, and, and so we don't have these conversations and it causes a, a, a rift in our relationships oh yeah, uh, because we've tried to compartmentalize. 
versus just being, you know, as we talk about being real, we need to just be real and be who you are. And so that's that's kind of the main the main thing is this compartmentalized lifestyle that we live in. And we think that it's being a man, yeah. uh, but it's not. It's actually the opposite of yeah. being a man. It's so. such irony, too, because, uh, you know, like when we're courting, I, I don't know why I use that word because I never use that word. Uh, but when we're dating <laughs> the, the person who becomes our wife, you know, we were sharing our authentic self, you know, who we are, right. the whole person. Yet the whole some, person. Yeah. And somehow after a couple of years of marriage, we start shutting that off. And, I, and it might be because like once we start living together and we start really seeing the real person, um, maybe we've had like one argument too many. And rather than forgiving each other and moving forward and growing from that, we probably do as, as men have been raised to just cut that off and, you know, I'll just show her this part of me. And yeah, yeah. It, it seems to work for the short term. However, you fast forward to, you know, when the kids are leaving off for college and I've come across so many guys, uh, they're getting divorced the moment they become empty nesters. And uh. you know, that's when they all of a sudden want to work on their marriage. And it's like, you know, and the wife is like, where have you been for the last 15, 18, 20 years? while we raise these children. And, and it's like, that's the window where you really should be, like you said, share who we are, share what our feelings are, share our concerns, be vulnerable yeah. to our wives. Cause if we can't be vulnerable to our own wives, you know, that, then who can we be vulnerable to? Yeah. 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 Oh man. Yeah. No, I, I, I used to hate, you know, when my wife would ask me, you know, how do you feel? Yeah. And I'm like, uh, I'm hot <laughs> or, you know, <laughs> But I, I've learned and it and it really took us it took a hard took us going through a hard period to learn that when she's asking that question, she's not nagging me. She's not trying to pry into my inner thoughts, but she's really trying to understand how I'm feeling so that she can be there for me. And having feelings is not something that I think most men are, are used to. And we don't talk about it. You know, it, it's 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 interesting. Uh, Michael Phelps. Uh, who's who's you know Olympic gold uh, swimmer? Who's this this guy? And we love him, and he's he's a guy guy, and he's really cool. But he talks about dealing with depression and oh. dealing with anxiety and that sort of thing, and and how he went through therapy, and he's going through therapy. How many men are going through therapy? How many men are sitting down and and discovering, uh, as as Shrek would say, the layers? <laughs> you know, how many of us are, are shredding through the layers? Of, of who we are so that we can be better for our wives and better for our children uh, and better for our community and better for our jobs and better for the just better for the world. You know, I'm thankful to have a wife who, you know, who, who walked with me mm-hmm. through my layers, man. And so now, you know, we, we do have those conversations and I'm not thinking that I'm perfect because, you know, I do still struggle in, in those feeling spaces, but at least I, I'm not as um, defensive, you yeah. know, how do you feel? Well, you know, I'm, I'm a little upset right now. I'm a little tired. You know, uh, these things are bothering me. I'm able to actually talk about those things and not just press it down and just say, well, get over it. You know, like, like when you're a kid and you fall down and that's usually the man's response is, you know, get up, shake it off, get over yeah. it. No, man, you got to go through that pain. Yeah. It hurts. Yeah. You know, and, and be able to yeah. say life sucks and then make it better. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, you know, holding things in and, you know, even compartmentalizing, like we were talking about earlier, that somebody has a different work life or a different way they go about their day. You know, we're, we're here in South Texas. So, you know, oil refineries, big industry, right. we've got military here. And, you know, so a lot of the, the guys I run into, especially the ones who work in like oil field sales, 
you hear about the dark world that they're in, that part of their sales process is they've got to take their clients out to nightclubs and, you know, take them out right. to, you know, uh, well, that's pretty much it. Nightclubs and expensive restaurants to bars. And, and I'm sitting here thinking, yeah. yeah, but that's, that's what you do day in and day out. Yet it doesn't, it doesn't align with your beliefs that you say you have around Jesus and around your family life because you're spending your work hours plus, um, taking these guys out to restaurants that are expensive to places where they're exposed to, you know, professional, you know, the professional sex industry. I'm just thinking about, you know, you may try to compartmentalize that as much as possible. However, you know, that's what your mind is exposed to eight to right. 12 hours a day versus the four to six hours you're awake every day with your family. You know, which of those is really going to win out? Yeah. And that's, and that's a decision. That, that's a, that's a manhood decision where you have to finally decide, you know, either, either I'm going to stand for something or I'm going to fall for everything. Yeah. And when you're trying to compartmentalize, you're going to end up falling. You're going to end up self-destructing. And that's not going to be good for anybody uh, in any of your compartments. You know, one thing that I try to encourage guys to do is just to be who you are, no matter where you are. Yeah. I do that by example a lot of times, just because uh, a lot of the guys that I look at, you know, who who I'll talk to, they'll say, well, you know, you as a pastor, you know, how can you you know, be who you are all the time. You have to be a certain way when you preach and you have to be a certain way when you do this. And I don't, I made a decision a long time ago that I'm going to be who I am, no matter where I am, no matter who I'm with. And sometimes who I am may not be appropriate for the situation, but guess what? It's who I am. You know, I don't, I don't try to sugarcoat. I don't try to dress up who I am or alter who I am because I understand the consequences of doing that, you know, when you when you fake it, uh, you become fake. Uh, when you try to cover it up, you know, who you are is covered and it can't be revealed. And so it's just better to just be who you are. And uh, if people don't like you for who you are, uh, then forget them. Yeah. Uh, you know, you, you, you have to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I, had a, I had a movie reference, but I'm going to stop. You know, I won't take it there. Uh, back in the day, uh, when Kid and Play had a movie and, and uh, Uncle Vester, you know, he said, you know, people don't like you for who you are. Forget them, you know. Um, and, and, and that's what we have to do. We have to just be who you are and people will either accept you or, or not. Uh, but at least you accept yourself. Yeah. And, and I think as, as strong men, that's the most important thing is that you accept yourself. You know, don't don't try to live for that life balance where you try to adjust yourself, you know, based upon those different scenarios. You know, if, if you're if you're like, hey, you know, I can take you to um, to a steakhouse versus that nightclub and we can talk at the steakhouse and the person is like, oh, yeah, well, I really wanted to go to this nightclub. Just, you know, uh, uh, you know, kind of how I am in, in my faith. I promise you, you will get a better product if we're in this different environment. Yeah. And just try to stand up and be who you are, you know. I think we might be even surprised at the response somebody gets when you do hold your ground and uh, say, hey, yeah. my personal values prevent me from going to one of those establishments. I'd love for you to be entertained. This is the way I'd like to entertain you. I'd like to take you to the steak restaurant instead. Um, everybody is fully clothed. Uh, the drinks are good. The food <laughs> is good. Uh, it's still on me. What do you say? Yeah. And then yeah, yeah. I, I almost would think that because I've been probably in similar situations where if I were that customer – I would probably feel relieved, like yeah. dreading, like, oh my gosh, I got to meet with this guy, Johnny Ray, and he always wants to take me to strip clubs. And wait, he doesn't want to go. 
I don't have to like go. Yeah, let's go to the the steak place. I almost said strip club. <laughs> that would have ruined yeah, the, whole, yeah, see, the whole analogy right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah. but the but yeah. but the question the question that I think we have to answer is what are we willing to lose? Yeah, you know, are you willing to lose a client? Or are you willing to lose yourself and, your and family? Or you know, yeah, yeah, your family, your reputation, and that sort of thing. And and I think for for some of us, man, it's so sad. But we're we're sometimes willing to to let ourselves go before we are willing to, to lose a, a client or lose a, an account. And that's, and that's a sad world. I yeah. think that we're in. Yeah. And then how often, I, I guess the, uh, the intention might come from a good place. Like I have to go through with this because this is the job that puts food on the table and I care about my family. And, right. and so we, we make those right. compromises probably uh, initially for the good of our family. I'm doing air quotes. Nobody can see it. Uh, except Oscar. Yeah, yeah, I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, it's, again, that thing that we keep pouring in our minds over time, you know, compartments are going to bleed into each other. And what you thought you were hiding from another part of your life now becomes very evident because it's become just a part of who you are. Yeah, you said that, that major word, compromise, man. I mean, the moment you compromise on who you are, that character, that's it. You've... I mean, you could probably yeah. always go back, but I mean, that, that is a hard road to go back. Cause. Stay with us. We'll be right back. And now let's talk about how you can use Capshow to repurpose and market your content. If you have a business like me, you can upload your cornerstone long-form content, like podcast episodes or YouTube videos, into Capshow, and it will create all your content marketing assets for you. And here's the coolest part. Capshow is more than just a robotic AI tool. It's a powerful blend of artificial and human intelligence designed by marketers to help you organically reach more of the right people on more platforms. Go to beyondtherut.com slash capshow, that's C-A-P-S-H-O, and start your 14-day trial and see for yourself. Now, back to the show. It is, yeah. I'm telling you. From exam- uh, yeah, yeah. from experience, I'm telling you, yeah. don't don't compromise, man. What are yeah, uh, stand firm? What are some practical tips that we've got? I mean, we talked about like if you're in those situations where you're expected to compromise your values, like uh, let's say you're in a sales job and the expectations you take your clients out to strip clubs. Of course, the compromise you don't make is you don't go to the strip clubs. You recommend another location. What are some other practical steps that men can take so that they uh, one can identify what their values really are, and then two hold hold fast to those. Yeah, I think I think the other thing is is um, this old saying to thine own self be true. But oftentimes, I think the struggle is that we don't know our own selves, mm-hmm. um, and so uh, taking some time and writing down what what are your stakes in the ground, what are what are things that you that you hold to be sacred, you know, in your in your life. Is it your job versus your family? What stake is is more important? Is it your persona? Versus your character, which one is more important? And and when you when you can make those those lists and, and and see what's most important in your life, then when you make decisions about what you're going to do, it actually does help you to to, to kind of make those uh, those life decisions a lot easier. You know, is is comfort more important than being challenged? You know, sometimes just blending in with the crowd is more comfortable. But letting you know, if your boys are going to go hang out a little later. And you know, you know, your wife is wanting you to come home. Then you, you know, you look at your clock and you understand. All right, I got to stand out. This is going to be a challenge, 
I may be looked at as a punk or something, but at the same time, once again, my family is number one on my list. So, uh, so I'm going to stand, I'm going to stand strong, uh, uh, stand strong on that state. And so it's just, it's just, it's just knowing what's, what's priority in your life and making those decisions based on, uh, what is priority in your life. And I think that's about as practical as it goes, because once once you've made what's priority in my life, every decision that you make from there uh, stems from that list. And you don't have to try to make it up on the fly because it's already set. Yeah. Love it. Love it. I I was just thinking about my own life as you were talking. I'm like, you know what? That makes sense, because every chance I've got to go to like an after hours mixer from work uh, or be with my family. Uh, I choose my family every time. So it's like having guardrails. I know some of us who may be working management or leadership, they may have some strategy guardrails. These are the things, this is my strategy overall. Here are the things I will always do to support that strategy. And here are the things I will never do because they'll compromise the strategy. So I've got that actually for a team that I lead, you know, here, this is, my team's purpose and goal. Uh, here are the things my team will always do that we've agreed on. Here are the things we will never do because it'll take us away from our promise to you. And I just thought while you were talking, I don't have any of those written for my family. Like I don't have, like I have a vision for my family. I have wow. no yeah. guardrails. Yeah. Like, I mean, I have some that I've internalized. Like I will not go to strip clubs. Woohoo. I will not have, uh, <laughs> yeah, I won't have any extramarital affairs uh, because right. I will yeah. put my wife's relationship with me to a higher priority every time. And then there's just like little things like I do not, like if I'm in town and there's an after hours mixer from work, even though it's a great opportunity to bond and connect with my coworkers, I had all day that day to do that. And yeah. I have all day, every day, Monday through Friday to do that. So if I need an extra two hours after work to connect with my coworkers, I'm not doing a good job Monday through Friday, eight to five. So yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'll just be more intentional tomorrow at work and I'm going to go home now because this is my time with my wife and my children. And, and so I do have that unwritten guardrail. I might actually take some time maybe tomorrow during my journaling and jot down what are my guardrails, you know, for my family. I, for your family. Yeah. That's good, man. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Thank yeah. you for the idea. <laughs> <laughs> Put that in your book too, man. There we guardrails go. for the family. Yeah. You know, that actually is a really good idea. Yeah. 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 Cause yeah, Brandon and I are still working on that book. Uh, yeah, we, I think we keep changing directions on it too. We're like, Oh, we're going to write about how we started a podcast and then parallel that to how you can start whatever it is you want to start. And then I came across an outline this morning when I was getting ready for the day of recording. I was like, wait, I wrote an outline like three or four months before we ever had this idea to write this book about the podcast. It has the same title, but this is a cooler anyway. Yeah. So rambled on there. Um, Before we go, is there any final word of advice or wisdom you'd love to share with those listening? Yeah, um, I would say we live in a a very pluralistic society where for some people, their their religion is politics or their religion um, is their job or their religion uh, may be their social club or, or those sorts of things. But I want to encourage everybody to to really find your center. What gives you life? I know in my life it, it, it is it is my faith in God and my and my trust uh, in His grace, uh, my trust in His plan for my life, and that gives me center in my family. It gives me center uh, in the world. It gives me center with friends. Um, and if you just if you feel lost, if you feel you know that 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 life just is. I know this may seem extreme, but if you feel that life is just out of control, if you feel like uh, that your days are just going and and there's no uh, there's no central purpose in it. 
I want to encourage you, give God a try, man. And not just religious God, not just going to church God. But I mean, like, find God in your personal self. You know, if you've never opened the Bible up, just download uh, the Bible app and just try to find uh, some kind of devotional, men's devotional that will encourage you. And if you're in Corpus Christi, come to South Shore Christian Church uh, and, and come hang out with us on Sundays at 1045 a.m. and get a sense of what a real challenge uh, in your faith uh, feels like and how it can set you up to have a centered life that's that's not out of control, uh, but it is headed towards purpose, headed towards a goal. And that goal is to be just a better person uh, in God uh, in this world. Yeah, man. Awesome. I'll definitely make sure that the, the link for your church is in our show notes for this episode. And, and you mentioned you've got a YouTube channel and you're working on a podcast. Um, podcast is called Mastering Mindset Renewal. Uh, yeah. Before we really sign off, uh, go ahead and tell us about the YouTube channel and Mastering Mindset Renewal. So uh, my YouTube channel is uh, just a lot of uh, my sermons and uh, and some of uh, we'll be posting some of the interviews that we do once we get the, uh, the podcast uh, fully blasting. But that Mastering Mindset Renewal is based off of uh, Romans 12, 2, uh, that says, be transformed by the renewal of your mind. And I think that many of us, you know, we all want to be better men. We all want to be uh, better fathers, better husbands, better at work, uh, better for the community, better for the world. Uh, but it starts by renewing your mind. And you have to do that daily. So it's not a, it's not a one-time deal but it's doing it daily. It's, 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 it's constantly finding people who think better than you, who, uh, whose goals are better than yours and being ch- challenged by elevating yourself, by renewing your mind to be even better every day. So I don't, I don't look at people who are worse off than me. I don't try to be like people who live in the gutter. Um, I'm, I'm always focused on who's, who's better than me. Who's who's stronger than me? Who's wiser than me? And then I, I strive after after greater knowledge. I strive after greater wisdom, more love, being more caring, uh, being a better husband. And so I'm constantly every day renewing my mind uh, to be better than I was the day before. And so that that's what that podcast is is, is central about: are people who are just uh, who are taking hold of their lives and, and trying to renew, uh, uh, mastering. Uh, renewing their mind uh, to be even better than they were the day before. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, Pastor Oscar Banks, it was a pleasure to have you on the show. Yes, sir. It's awesome, Jerry. If you like everything you heard in this episode, be sure to check out the show notes at beyondtherut.com slash 149. There you'll find a link to Oscar's church, as well as to some of the resources we mentioned in this episode. We're so glad that you joined us this week. And The best way you can show your support for our show is to share us with a friend, a family member, a coworker, or that neighbor across the street. That's right, your neighbor. You know, in fact, you may see somebody who's left their phone laying around. Just do them a favor. Get into that phone, open up that podcast app for them, and subscribe to our show for them. Because they need it. They don't know it, but they will once they see that they've got a podcast app with our show and episodes ready to go. I'm sure I probably just encouraged you to commit some kind of crime or intrusion of privacy. Um, you know, tomato, tomato, whatever. Uh, now, that was this week's show. We'd love to catch you again next week as we hear from Brandon Cunningham because you probably wondered, where did he go? Because didn't he just come back from a hiatus? Well, 
we got some news for you. And he is back. He's chatting with us again. And uh, yeah, that's in episode 150. So come on back. You know, the best thing I love about Cap Show is that they have one of the best communities ever. As a Cap Showian myself, I always get invited to masterminds with industry leaders to get the insights and marketing strategies that take my business to the next level. Plus, they love surprising and delighting us. Go to beyondtherut.com slash capshow, that's C-A-P-S-H-O, and start your 14-day free trial with the Cap Show team today and join me inside that community.